once again, Turch has uh, a wonderful drink, and I and I'm stuck here with water today. I've got a water as I've got the whiskey Collins going on today. <laughs> but hello, everybody, welcome back to the We Only Do One Take podcast, the conspiracy theory episodes, the most exciting episodes that we do. Uh, very good response on SoundCloud, so we're very happy. Thank you to everyone for listening to those. We'll be doing more of these because I think we're having a very They're just fun too, It's time. just too much fun. It's, it's just a so lot much of fun. fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories, we talk about Flat Earth and all this stuff. It's good to go back and uh, watch conspiracy theories together and have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of a giggle at some of the craziness <laughs> that might be happening. Well, if we're, if we're both having a giggle, does that mean we're having a gaggle? Uh, I, we, we're gigglers, I guess. Gigglers? Okay. I don't, I don't know what the preferred term is, but, uh, <laughs> we have a good time and that's important. And it seems like people are watching and having a fun time as well, talking about things. Now we have been watching the fall mm. of the cabal series mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. videos, parts one to 10. And, uh, it was getting a bit harsh, bit hard. Uh, some of the content was, uh, child uh unfriendly in nature Mm -hmm. and i was thinking to myself you know what i do have a whole bunch of other conspiracy theory type uh videos and all that sort of stuff so let's let's swap around to something i know is funny i know is ridiculous i know we can have a laugh (laughs) at and let's go over to a youtube channel called spirit science and they mess around with a whole bunch of things, including like hocus pocusy. They believe in crystals. They believe in like ethereal planes of consciousness. Yeah, and yeah, what right. They do believe in most of all is that potentially aliens helped define what the Earth is at this point in time, or help move our society forward. Yeah, and right. How the Earth actually came about with all the myths and stuff. So, here, how is your world history of humanity and understanding like you know uh world history of of the ancient past <laughs> well i'll tell you i'll tell you what i um what's what it says on my high school report kieran is failing humanities <laughs> is it psychology of humanity no maybe ah! <laughs> got him there uh, anyway so uh, this this is a <laughs> hey i said i don't know and maybe that wasn't a confirmation. <laughs> so today we do have the human the video is called uh, the hidden human history movie mm-hmm. uh, straight from the um, what's it called? The spirit science YouTube channel. Yeah. You can look it up yeah. it's right there. If this is an hour long, I don't know how much we'll get through it today. I figure we might be able to pump out about half of it. Uh, but I think the, re- the levels of ridiculous that this will go to, I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Look, as long as you know about, I think I've watched most of this before, but if you know about uh, some of the Egyptian stuff, uh, a little bit about how the world... Well, I know the aliens, the, the aliens, um, you know, built the uh, pyramids. Isn't that well, right, Turch? We're going to find out more about that today, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So we're very excited. Uh, as long as you know right. some of the gods and all that sort of stuff. We will actually be. So are you ready for spirit? I'm ready. The human history I'm ready for, sort of for, thing. for. And the good thing is, it's like a cartoon. Ooh. Okay. So we'll be we'll be going through. Thank you, still true. We're having a great time. You're going to enjoy this one too. Um, but we're going to go here. We're going to enjoy 
Spirit Science. I'm adding it to the stream now, so we're very excited to do this. And we're going to begin the movie. Hopefully it loads nice and quick. But we are going to have a good a good time. Mistranslated and completely and be missed. Back here. Put it all over. here we go, Kieran. Are you ready for Spirit I'm Science? I'm ready. I'm ready. Over the last few thousand years, we have warped our own history. Our stories of the past have been changed, altered, mistranslated, and completely been misunderstood as we rounded the curve on the procession of the equinox. Modern views of our history account for many things, but completely dismiss many very important pieces in the puzzle. For example, the pyramids of Giza. There is no modern theory that accounts for how these could have been made. Indi okay. No. Why, why do we theory. need a theory? Why do we? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do we need a theory for how the, the pyramids were built? I don't think they need a theory. I think they actually roughly know how they were, were made. Why, why does it need to be modern? <laughs> they put blocks on top of each other. Individually, each block cannot be pulled even with 50 men pulling it, let alone drag it for hundreds of miles and then stack them on top of each other 450. I'm going to tell you something about the pyramids. I, I know a uh -huh. lot about ancient Egyptian history. Because yeah. a lot of these from ancient aliens, well, uh, uh, from proper history, not just ancient <laughs> aliens history, and that's why I love watching ancient aliens because they are so ridiculous. And I know the yeah. actual history, the 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 pyramids of Giza, which is the ones I always talk about, the biggest one. Uh. You know, the they didn't actually transport these giant sandstone blocks, thousands of or hundreds of kilometers. The pyramids were built next to the quarry so the yeah. quarry was only like that would make sense i i <laughs> i think if we were building anything as well it would be let's let's make sure the distance things have to travel is the the shortest amount yeah if we have to quarry the things as well not just some other company we would be like yeah let's just get let's just put it near the quarry like it yeah. makes sense yeah and that way if we make a mistake we can put it back and you know it, yeah there's a lot of other things but very simple. Let's keep going. 50 feet in the air in such a precise way that even modern technology can't achieve. Not to mention having it lined up precisely with both Orion's belt, a golden mean, and Fibonacci spiral, and be a primary nodal point of every sacred site on the planet. How are you feeling? Oh, is, was, there was a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, this one is just throwing stuff out really quickly. Yeah. Uh, even Fibonacci. Like, I know what Fibonacci is. My favorite is so they say they <laughs> these three pyramids, pyramids and geese. Doesn't everything line up with the bloody stars because we're so far well, away? Exactly right. So that's <laughs> that's number one. The Fibonacci sequence and the the thing, the equinox thing. Yeah, of course it is because it's so it's so macro. Everything lines yeah. up. It's like trend line is is massive, and yeah. so for this you know point thing. I think we talked about this in another conspiracy video that we watched. But anything can line up because it's so macro. It's not like a laser line thin or like a thread thin. These yeah. look how thick that is. That's a, that's that's all of that's a state. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say anything lines, lines up. Anything lines up. You can you can draw a straight line to from one point to another point. Easy. Mm -hmm. And that's just one example. Our history is not what we think. Many things that we've been led to believe to be true simply is not. This has got to be the biggest. The field of archaeology recently saw some monumental discoveries that are rocking the foundation of what we think we know about ourselves. Many ancient cities such as Babylon, Erech, and Akkad that were written about in the Bible and other ancient texts were always thought to be myths because no one could prove they existed. Then, one of them was found. 
This led to finding another, and then another. Inside one of these cities, archaeologists found thousands of cylindrical clay tablets hidden deep within the earth under this ancient city. The tablets were completely covered in text written in cuneiform and tell an ancient story that spans back over hundreds of thousands of years on this planet, describing the history of the earth and the origins of the human race in great detail. <laughs> now, the first thing we all want to do is just say that they were making things up. They didn't know the history. I could, yeah. I could write a, I could write a story. I could write a, uh, a, a, fic a fictional story, and it could <laughs> yeah. be locked in my safe, right? Locked in my safe, and then somehow it could be buried underground. Yeah. And thousands and thousands of years, they might unlock this safe and go, "Wow, look at these scriptures and these, the, Amazing. the old technology they had of of book writing. It, it must mean, it stuff. must mean they, they, they must mean they, they know how the world worked." Uh, well, you know how the world works. Look at they didn't have paper back then. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to carve your and shit on? And they were simply creating tales to explain where they came from. However, if this was true, how can we explain how they knew so many things about the universe that would seem impossible to know? Not only did the Dogons know all about the distant planets in the solar system, but so did because the they Sumerians. They described them all in great detail in these Sumerian records. They also knew about the procession of the equinox. That's a tough one for a historian to understand, because it takes over 2,000 years of continuous observation to actually learn that the Earth has a wobble. The Sumerians had this information from day one of their civilization. A man named Zachariah Sitchin spent a long time transcribing these texts. Okay, so Zachariah Sitchin, do you know, they talk about him a lot on the ancient aliens. <laughs> Sorry, all I know is that human civilization has been around for about 100,000 years. Yeah. And I'm sure they would have passed on information as they as they developed. And I'm pretty sure it's like, hey, we've observed this stuff. <laughs> There's not much else to observe when you haven't got television and the internet. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm either going to get food or watch and watch the stars. Like, it's pretty yeah. much two things you can really do. So we're going to talk about this guy, Zachariah Sitchin. Zachariah mm -hmm. Sitchin was a, just a guy, right? And he claimed to be able to translate all of these tablets and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he wrote these books. I can't Do you know I could translate them too, Turch? Well, okay. This is exactly what I was going to say. They <laughs> found out later that he had no ability to translate anything at all and just made it up. <laughs> I mean, that's what He's I would actually, do. That's what he would do. Yeah, so he would sell these and just be like, yeah, I translated them all. Everything's right. Everything I've, I've written fourteen books like about the history of the world, and that's where they're going to take all this information from. Same as like the ancient aliens guys, they take the they, all the information from these Zachariah Sitchin books. So what he does so is guys, I've, I've just did he did he get like paid like uh, what publishers do? They give you like money while you write the book. Yeah, yeah. Because I would just I would just be like, oh, it's very hard. I'm going to need more money. Yeah, pretty much. So he <laughs> wrote the first one. And then keep transcribing these tablets and wrote like 14 books or something stupid like that. But that's how the, the ancient aliens guys get all the information. This is where this guy's going to get all his information from as well. So everything he says here is like a fictional story ready to rock okay. and roll. Hey, good, a good production go. value. I'm quite impressed. Oh, we're having the fun. animation. Oh, yeah and have put them all together in his books. But many others have also done the same, and the interpretations are always very similar. Not only that, but Thoth has also shared information about this with us, and his account matches the Sumerian records. Adamus and other channelings discuss it as well. If you see all of these records... <laughs> so, 
There's lots to explain. Thoth hmm. is meant to be the head god or the sun god, or one of the gods in the uh, Egyptian god realm. And that mm, channeler right. is a guy who does channeling on YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sources, there is a huge connection between the stories. Now, this story spans back hundreds of thousands of years into our past. It talks about Tiamat and Nibiru, the Nephilim, seeding the human race, Adam and Eve, and the children of Lemuria. This portion of the story is really interesting, but not the most crucial to know. We're not going to be covering this at this time. We are, however, going to be picking up the story at the end of Lemuria and discussing the events of Atlantis up to present day. What I'm going to tell you is a... So, you know that Atlantis wasn't a real place. Yeah. So, the, yeah. the, the world of Atlantis was a story written... Not to be confused with Atlanta. No, very different, which is what they showed at the end there, I'm pretty sure. But... <laughs> Sorry, okay, that's why I was confused, because I'm going, Atlantis... But that's that's a is that Atlanta? Like <laughs> No. So Atlantis is a fictional place that was meant to be like thousands of years ahead of, of civilizations gods and all of back that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, back in the day and all that sort of fun stuff. But I'm pretty sure, and I may be wrong, but from my understanding, it was a fictional place told in stories by Plato back mm -hmm. in the Greek times. So he just sort of made this utopia type city up. So, so he made a utopia and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, he made up the story of this utopia. Yeah. Very, very. And then these people have got, no, no, it was actually a real place. Um, and they use it for all this spirituality type conspiracy uh -huh, uh -huh. type things that, that okay. was real. And then we moved away from it. So they're picking up the story after some other story to now how Atlantis became a real place. Oh, I'm glad you're glad you're here telling me all of this, Titch. <laughs> We're just going. Next I'm getting all these names. Say, along with what Thoth has told us for some finer details. Please have your own experience while watching this. I'm not going to tell you that this is fact. I am simply saying, decide for yourself. Decide for yourself. There go. was a time, long ago, when humans existed at a very high level of consciousness. We were interdimensional and were very psychic. We communicated so we through thought and emotion, much like now. how animals do, rather than... No! <laughs> we, we used okay. to have a high level. <laughs> yeah, alright. But somehow we've gone down, and we that... had a higher level of consciousness than animals. I, 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 yeah, it's really I interesting, because there's, there's a thing called the Flynn effect, which just says we keep getting smarter and smarter, and about every 10 years they have to have to redo the um renorm the IQ test. Yeah. <laughs> well there you go. So apparently anyway. we we would we 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 had higher consciousness than than what we yeah. have right now. So okay. And speaking or writing, which would seem very primitive. We lived primarily on a large string of islands called Lemuria, but there was a consciousness shift. We moved up in consciousness and the islands of Lumeria sank beneath the oceans. At the time of this shift, a new continent rose out of the waters. We called it Atlantis. So we went, okay. we go from one consciousness to another, and that caused yeah. islands to go down into the ocean. 
and another one to rise. <laughs> Kieran, Kieran, this is real. Uh, I don't. I think you need to. <laughs> I think you need to decide for yourself if you think this is real. Um, <laughs> we're having fun. That's it. Okay, that's good. That's good. Let's keep going. Back in the early 1900s, the spiritual path of the United States was similar to what's happening today. People began to learn about meditation and study ancient lands like Atlantis and Lemuria. We actually found quite a bit of evidence that Lemuria existed, and it had to do with coral. See, the ocean floor does rise and fall. Coral can exist up to 150 feet under the surface of the water. In 1910, the surface of the ocean was probably higher because they were able to see coral rings heading away from Easter Islands for a great distance. These rings were estimated to be found at 1,800 feet, which means that for them to have existed, they would have had to be much higher and sunk slowly. Probably more important, they also found the exact same fauna and flora from the Hawaiian Islands all the way to the Easter Islands. This is a great distance, but if you look at a map, you'll see a long string. That string, according to Thoth, used to run along the western shores of Lemuria. It is so. Remember, every time they say wait, Thoth, where they mean where's it? Where's it? Atlantis? What? Near Hawaii, did you not see that okay. string of island? Oh, okay. right. Just remember, every time they say Thoth, they mean someone channeled a ancient Egyptian god and yeah. told that person through that this is what happened. So it's not okay. Thoth right. actually telling us like this god coming down and going, "Hey, I'm Thoth. Look at this magician's trick I can do." They're saying someone channeled this god, and that's can what we we're believing here. Can we channel the god now? I well, look. We could try it after this. Maybe we should get a channeler on to to discuss this. Oh, I would love yes. to channel a god. That'd be great. Oh. Uh, I know the uh, there, there is definitely a channeling website, a YouTube channel, and uh, he channels <laughs> aliens. But uh, I will give you the link to that later on. But right now, we're learning about Atlantis. Okay. It's only on these islands that have the same flora and fauna, same trees, bugs, bacteria, everything. Science can only explain this if there were closer land bridges between these islands at one point. Although we were studying this at that time, World War I began soon after, and we lost interest in spirituality and the ancient lands for a very long time. After the sinking of Lemuria and the rising of Atlantis, at first the human race became scattered. We moved to various islands and continents all over the world because we didn't have a home. Yet, we didn't know where to go. At that time, there were about 1,000 humans at a very high consciousness, more than all of the rest. They were called the Nikals. Today, we know them as Ascended Masters. Are you getting this so far, Kieran? How are you doing? Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. Sorry, I was a little bit lost. Something about World War One. we were studying yeah, yeah. this, and then we got distracted, so and then yeah. we've gone back in time again. What time yeah, no. period is, is this Atlantis? Uh, well, we'll f it doesn't really hasn't told us yet. I would have started with that date as well, but right now we're not. What about these ascended masters? So there's like a thousand people that are very that very high consciousness. They shifted, yeah, that very high consciousness, and now they all live. Some of them moved away to other places, but these guys all seem to be close together. How do I get to high level of consciousness? We can only find. Maybe you have to rub crystals. Points? Do I get points? It's yeah, it's it's a contest freaking flyer miles. Because <laughs> if I get points and status points, you know, I'm, I'm and I get I get to be in business class and I get to work up to first class. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. all in. <laughs> yeah, me for the buffet. <laughs> the Nicoles began preparing Atlantis to be our new home. They projected their energies across the surface of the continent in the form of the Tree of Life, not with. <laughs> you project your energy to look like that. <laughs> Kieran, uh, I'm projecting my energy to you. 
Here All we right, go. thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Do you have oh. an erection now? No, but Turch, oh my god, you projected <laughs> you projected your energy and now I'm gonna eat a chip. Thank you. Oh very proud. Amazing, amazing. Well done. I like how this is like a bunch of what's it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, what was it ten, eleven. What the pop fuck pop is the tree of life? It's this fr- fragment stuff here. Like this 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 design. Of so why was it? But there's what there's life before. Okay, quick, keep playing, keep playing. Ten circles, but with twelve. An extra on top on the island of Udal, and an extra on the bottom in the water. There were ten components on the mainland, and even though it extended over hundreds of miles on the surface, it was projected to the accuracy of a single atom. We chose to move to Atlantis because of the Kundalini. In humans, the Kundalini is often referred to as the energy serpent that runs up and down your spine. When activated, it provides an immense amount of energy through all of the chakras. The Earth itself also has a Kundalini because the Earth is alive, like an organism, running from the center of the planet to a specific place on the surface. Wherever the Kundalini resides, the people there become the spiritual leaders of the world. (laughs) (laughs) And where is this Kundalini? Where, 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 where is this kundalini? <laughs> oh boy, boy! So do this we? Fan... <laughs> this is more questions than answers. I feel like if I walked away and wrote a book, like this, this is the shit that I would be like, yeah, there's a magical something, and we all have I'm a call serpent it... in our back. He's a waza. <laughs> And Earth has it. Does this does this mean trees have it, and and goats and cows and? I guess so, but the goats would be sideways, wouldn't it? <laughs> because we're standing up straight. Uh. Oh, all right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going here. The Earth chose Atlantis to be the new energetic center of the planet. After Atlantis, the Kundalini moved to the mountains of Tibet, which is why the Buddhists were the leaders in pure spirituality for the last 13,000 years. It was a very pure place. It moved again within the last 10 years, but that's a story for another time. If you want to read more, no, check out the book The now. Serpent of Light by Drunvalo Melchizedek. Suddenly, in a single day, the Nikals breathed life into the Tree of Life on the surface of Atlantis. This created vortexes of energy rotating out of each and every circle. Once the vortexes were established, the children of Lemuria began to be called forth. Millions upon millions of Lemurians who had settled all across the planet began to be pulled toward Atlantis. So everyone left. Yeah, right, okay. And went other places. Yeah. And then these Nicole people said, no, 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 everybody come here to Atlantis. And so without the technology, this is hundreds of thousands of years ago, they were able to go from like Australia or the USA... Yeah. Or Europe, and yeah. on a boat, I guess I don't know, and go all the way to this random. No, no, they use their energy. They, they redirected oh, energy. their energy, so yeah. they could walk on water or something. They just walk yeah. there, straight there, easy. Okay, I get, I get that. So we're helping the story develop. Mm-hmm. Great migration began. However, the Lemurian body of consciousness had only reached the age of twelve as a planetary consciousness because we were right-brained. We were a female species like a 12-year-old girl. And some of our centers weren't working yet. 
They had worked with these energies, but only mastered eight of the 10. Each migrating Lemurian was attracted to one of these eight centers on Atlantis, depending on the nature of the individual. There, they settled and began to build cities. That left two vortexes with nobody using them, not a single person. These two vortexes were pulling life toward them, and in life, you can't have an empty place. Life will find a way to fill it. Similar to if you were driving along a freeway, following another car, and you drop too far behind, someone will fill the place. That's exactly what happened on Atlantis. What an amazing <laughs> analogy. What an amazing analogy. <laughs> so there's two empty vortexes. People have gone, I'm really good at number six. I'm going to go to the number six one. You know, and all the bingo numbers are called except for like number two and eight. <laughs> and they're, they're the, making the only thing, the only thing, the only thing this is missing is like the, uh, you know, the 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 evil side. Then there was the dark side, and and the vortexes went filled, and so the the chazwazes <laughs> came and filled up number two and number eight. Lead the and created a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look. Let's see. You know what, Kieran? I think you may be right. Oh, really? Though the Lemurians had only filled eight of the vortex areas, Mayan records state clearly that there were 10 cities in Atlantis when it fell. You can see these records in the Troano document, which is now located in the British Museum. Okay. Aztecs did not talk about Atlantis. At all. How do you, how do you decipher that from whatever the fuck she just showed us? Oh, because I looked it up. <laughs> before because the ancient aliens talk about it as well i'm like there's no way this is a plate anyway let's keep going let's keep going this document is estimated to be 3500 years old and it describes in detail the sinking of atlantis to fill these two empty vortexes according to thoth two extraterrestrial races stepped in not one but two completely different races yes! the first race were the hebrews coming from our future Space Please, Jews. people, comment, comment. I want to read your comments. Space Jews. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> they're filling. They're filling a hole from our future. From our future. Uh, let's go. Why would you want to go back to the They came from off planet, but we don't know where exactly. The Hebrews were kind of like a kid who went through fifth grade and didn't make it, so they had to do that grade over again. They learned all the math, the left brain stuff, but they didn't get the right brain aspect of evolving consciousness. The doing. They didn't graduate to the next level of evolution, so they had to do it again. They knew a lot of things that we didn't know yet and brought many concepts and ideas to us that we weren't aware of yet. Now, if this is true, this would explain quite a few things about the Hebrew people in general. They seem to have many sacred geometries hidden within their culture. It also puts perspective on the story of Exodus. Perhaps Moses incarnated into that lifetime to free the Hebrews because they were not direct descendants of humans and were being treated unfairly. Or could it be that Moses was visited by an ascended master of the Hebrews who guided him to free their people? Given what we know about dimensions and consciousness, it definitely puts a fresh perspective on old stories that didn't make much sense. We could talk about this more, but let's continue for now. There were no problems caused by the Hebrews coming to Atlantis. They actually benefited our evolution. The That's other amazing. race that stepped in caused big problems. These go. beings came from the nearby planet of Mars. See, according oh. to Thoth, Mars looked very much like Earth a little less than a million years ago. It was beautiful. It had oceans and water and trees that were just fantastic. But something happened to them, and it has to do with something called the Lucifer Experiment. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Jews came from our future back, <laughs> and then to fill the other void, Martians. 
Mm-hmm. Martians came. Martians, yeah, Martians, Martians came, came. Right. So, so the gay gamers world from outer space. It was actually the Jews, apparently, sir. And Hitler is now representative of the Earth Defense Force. <laughs> I'm amazed. Okay, so are we ready to learn about how Martians, literally <laughs> people from Mars, affected our future here? Oh, fucking hell. The Lucifer yep. experiment. The I'm Lucifer. learning a lot. I, it's, I never yeah, learned this in history. This is not history. I know. Here we go. From the very beginning of creation, everything is simply an experiment. Creation itself was just consciousness creating and inhabiting itself in that creation. There is no divine plan. Spirit can do whatever it wants. Having said that, if spirit decides to cut itself off from the rest of consciousness and create a separate reality on its own, it can do that too. This is called the Lucifer experiment. Because spirit is God, it can do this. There is nothing wrong with that. We've kind of been led to believe that Lucifer is evil and the devil. This just isn't true. Lucifer is just another means of perceiving the reality. It is not a unity perception of oneness, but rather a duality perception of two-ness. There's a flower of life pattern for Lucifer as well, but that's a big topic for another time. Anytime the Lucifer experiment has been attempted in the universe, it always ends in failure. The species will cut itself off from love and will become incredibly male, left-brained. What always ends up happening is that everyone becomes very greedy. There is no compassion for one another and everyone ends up fighting until they end up killing themselves. More than a million years ago, the beings on Mars joined the Lucifer experiment and it failed dramatically. Basically, they cut themselves off from the unity of the universe and created a separate reality. When the Martians severed the love bond, they became pure male, logical beings with no emotions. What happened on Mars was that they ended up fighting. Mars became a battleground. Eventually, it became clear that Mars was not going to survive. They blew their atmosphere away and destroyed the surface of the planet. Nova recently did an episode on planetary magnetics. So these these <laughs> Martians blew their atmosphere away. Yeah, blew their atmosphere away just to get just to bang get rid of. And this is only a million years ago. <laughs> I just looked up Lucifer uh, experiment, uh. and like, there's nothing here at all. Like the front page of Google, there's nothing here. Lucifer effect, but that's it. So I, I, I don't I don't quite know what they're going. And it seems like they're saying that the right brain is male. And it's yeah, evil. and that, that it was only males. Um so so this was happening a million years ago. So does yeah. this also mean that the 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 Jews from outer space came a million years ago? Yeah, I guess so. So this okay. is a million years ago. Yeah. I'm trying to put the timeline. Yeah, you're right. I think it is. it has to be a million years ago. Wow. They've done no progress from like a million years no. to today. Yeah. And they found okay. some interesting things about Mars. The planet didn't have a magnetic system. However, the surface was magnetized, implying that at one point it did, but that something happened. Now, we've been discussing the star tetrahedron before, and now I want to give you a brief understanding of when? the Merkava. The Merkava was known in ancient times as the Chariot of Ascension. It is the star tetrahedral energy field around the body. All around the world, there are references to this in ancient texts. When activated to its full potential, the Merkaba, which is both a tool and part of your being, can be used to do the impossible, included but not limited to changing dimensions and traveling through the universe. There you go. <laughs> so did that clear that up, the Merkaba too? Hang on, I can, I can... If I get my energy right, I can travel through the universe. Yeah, and change dimensions. Yeah. 
What the fuck is a Merkaba? Before Mars was destroyed, they built huge tetrahedral pyramids. They built three, four, and five-sided pyramids. Eventually, there are no pyramids on Mars. <laughs> no one was there building pyramids. <laughs> no one. Not not one person was there. Actually, <laughs> building a complex that was able to build a synthetic Merkaba. After a million years or so, it's been eroded, but the proof is there. Now, because the Martians were severed from the Unity consciousness, <laughs> Wait, they could create just, a living... Oh, it's a satellite picture of a hill? Yeah, and it had, like, all the, um, the Pythagorean... Is that yeah. the Pythagorean? Yeah. Oh, something. Um, probably could have could yeah, been Fibonacci. Could have been Fibonacci. It is Fibonacci. Yes, you are right. It is definitely Fibonacci. They simply used it as a tool. They created a synthetic Merkaba to travel in time and find a new home. A small group of Martians tried to get away from Mars before it was destroyed, and that place they found was Earth. About 65,000 years in our past. So, it wasn't a million years ago. It was only 65,000 years ago. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. So, it was 65,000 years ago now. Mm-hmm. They saw this little vortex sitting there, just pulling in life, with no one in it. They didn't ask permission. Being part of the Lucifer experiment, they just said, Alright, let's do it. And they stepped onto that vortex, and in doing so, they joined and changed our evolutionary path. Thoth's father, Thome, was one of the Nakals who set up Atlantis on the island of Udal. That island, the top of the Tree of Life, was the brain of Atlantis, and on it was a small city called Poseidon. This city is what Plato was discussing when he said that Poseidon bore ten children, the ten circles on the tree of life. Poseidon was made of... Of course. Uh-huh. Of course. Poseidon was the king of the sea, was, was the god of the ocean. He yeah. had ten children. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the story. One of them was Aquaman. Three rings painted in <laughs> black, red, and white stones, and it was the symbol for Atlantis. The inner circle represented the Nakals. The middle circle were the priesthood, called the Maya, and the outer circle represented the regular people of Atlantis. We'll come back to this down the road. There were only a few thousand Martians who came to Earth through the synthetic Merkaba. The first thing they Martians. did when they arrived in Atlantis was try to take over the continent. They tried oh. to declare war and invade. However, they were vulnerable due to their small numbers compared to the millions of Atlanteans, and we finally subdued them. We were able to stop them from conquering us, but we could not send them back. When this happened on our evolutionary path, we now had the planetary consciousness of a 14-year-old girl. The Martians were an incredibly male species and also very old. So what you had was a 14-year-old girl being taken over by a 60 or 70-year-old man. We had no choice in the matter. The Martians just stepped so in. So if and I'm said, correct, Church, if I'm correct, it takes about 5,000 years to go from like 12 to 13 from the chart that uh... they were showing. Yeah, yeah, they said from 60,000 to 50,000 BC. Was, they Two BCE, years. They went from was, 14 to 16 years of age. Yeah, so like 5,000 yeah. years is one year. Okay. And then, so I, I, I would love to see this fight. You put a 14-year-old girl into a <laughs> wrestling ring with a 70 or 80-year-old man. My money's on the 14-year-old. My money is on the 14-year-old, <laughs> fucking A. Fucking A, I would love to see that. This is like that old question, like how many five-year-olds do you think you could beat up? Oh. It's great. All right.
Alright, keep going, keep going. Uh, we're here. They didn't care what we thought or felt about it. Really, it was no different from what the settlers of North America did to the Native Americans. Oh! Once the initial conflict was over, it was agreed that the Martians would try and understand this female thing they lacked. This emotional feeling, which they had none of at all. Things more or less settled for a while, but the Martians slowly began to implement their left-brain technologies, which the Atlanteans knew nothing about. One after the other, the Martians kept putting out these left-brain inventions, until the Atlanteans slowly began to see things through their left brain. We slowly began to become a male species. The Martians gained control, bit by bit, until eventually they had all of the power, as was their intention. The animosity between Atlanteans and the Martians never subsided, not even till the end of Atlantis. They hated each other. The <laughs> I just like how the space Jews were holding, <laughs> holding the <laughs> green guys back, the Nathals or whatever they're called. Uh, Amazing. Fucking hell. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, Dan. Uh, yeah, going through a YouTube binge back in uni, watching this exact. It, it's a comedy gold now that you look back at it. This is great. Atlanteans were shoved down and treated like inferiors. It was like a marriage that the female component didn't <laughs> like, but the male component didn't really care if she liked it or not. It remained this way for a very long time, until about 26,000 years ago, when the next- <laughs> This lasted 34,000 years. This timeline is just- <laughs> So does that mean- 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, so six years of fuss. So the, like, everyone's like, the girl is now like nearly 20, I would say, 18 to 20. 18? Yeah, I think so. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Space, 18, 19, 20, yeah, all right. Before we continue, we have to talk about polar shifts. See, in the 1930s, Edgar Casey was channeling information for a... One of the world's most respected channelers. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who's a channeler is not respected. <laughs> uh, I'm a channeler now. That's it. I'm <laughs> and tomorrow's lotto numbers are. <laughs> oh, is that a psychic? Sorry. Oh, I'm getting this alien is coming into my brain. His name is Kieran. Kieran, tell me. What's the future like? <laughs> uh, let's, let's see what Edgar Casey has to say. Geologist, when he stopped and he said, There's something you should know. In the near future, the Earth's poles are going to shift. Casey was a brilliant man with a very strong connection to higher dimensions, where he communicated with other beings for the human race. Ultimately, it was because of his channelings that the belief system called New Age was created. This is again just... He did it. <laughs> he yeah, well done. Way. Well done. I it, I don't know what dimensions he spoke to, but he spoke to other dimensions. Other, other, other. Yeah. You know the you know the boxes when you go down. It's like, why did you attend this course? And you just like, other, <laughs> other, because <laughs> you don't want to answer it. <laughs> Putting what he was doing into boxes of understanding, because no one else understood what he was doing at that time. Nevertheless, when Casey talked, people listened. Geologists began exploring the possibility of a polar shift, and they found something remarkable. A string of major pieces of evidence came forth and lent tremendous weight to what Casey was saying, and they have now changed the world's view on the subject. Scientists believed that if there was going to be a physical pole shift, there would also be a change in the magnetic poles. Through studying lava beds, geologists were able to see where the planetary magnetics were when the lava beds hardened at certain depths. 
They found that the earlier magnetic poles were not where they were now, but in Hawaii. The last shift that took place was 13,000 years ago, and we will get there in the story soon. They did this in Hawaii. And found that it had shifted again 26,000 years ago as well. Scientists also learned that polar shifts happen very quickly. In a single day, the magnetics would do a complete flip, or turn 90 what? degrees, and, that number again, and within 24 hours, the sun would be rising differently than it did the previous day. So, <laughs> so in, instantly, the world's polars, the poles would the, shift, and the whole yeah. world would spin. If that happened, if How that- How the fuck do aeroplanes fly if that, if that happens? Happened, if that happened, Every the gravity wouldn't work. Uh, everyone, like Nav the navigation wouldn't, wouldn't work. Everybody would fl actually fly off the earth just like the flat earthers say we would. That's what would happen. It would just be such a tremendous force and a such break from actual world mystic gravity, everything the science knows, that it would actually just probably crack the earth in half. <laughs> um, so do I? Do I believe my it, compass? I don't know. Look, they're getting quicker. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> they don't even know how to make things go quicker. Like that's one, and then it's half of that. Then, then it should be here. The next one. Is it? It's, not, I don't think it's to scale, Turch. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It. All it's right, let's go. Not to scale. All right, here we go. This shift has happened hundreds of times over the last hundred million years on Earth, but it's speeding up now and happening faster and faster. Now only 13,000 years between each shift. A wow. whole new viewpoint is beginning to be understood. From space, would this not appear as a pulse? Now, there's a lot more to talk about with polar shifts, but I'm going to give you the basics. A scientist named Charles Hapgood was studying this at great detail because the leading theory behind what caused polar shifts was still underdeveloped at the time. He came up with a theory that demonstrated to be possible through various experiments. Through these experiments, they learned that the surface of the Earth, the crust, could slip over the main mass of the Earth, which continues its rotation as if nothing happened. The crust would rotate and spin out of control <laughs> until eventually it settles again in a new location aligned with a new magnetic. <laughs> During this time, there are massive earthquakes and- It's like a wheel of fortune. <laughs> I'll take a bell, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was actually- Everyone would die. Yeah. Uh, so I think this yeah. is explaining the earthquakes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why we're having earthquakes now because the earth has decided to play Wheel of Fortune. And tsunamis <laughs> and devastations that rock the world. Doesn't that sound a bit like the destruction described in the Book of Revelations? Now, I don't want to freak anyone out. Besides Edgar Cayce's account, many other ancient prophecies, including Nostradamus and Mayan prophecies, have talked about polar shifts in one way or another. And modern science is becoming increasingly aware that there is going to be a polar shift in our near future, which is lining up with our consciousness shift, though they don't take that aspect into account. It's funny, actually. A while back, Nova did two reports on polar what shifts, the fuck and is both times NASA shift? shut them down. Then recently, Nova released a new video called Earth's Magnetic Storm. That video shows all of the evidence for pole shifts without actually using the words pole shift. It's almost as if a specific company doesn't want us knowing about this and the evidence that's been brought forth. That's it. They don't like NASA. They might as well oh. be flat earthers. I think there is a video that he does on flat earth yeah. as well. Oh. But I think this this is a great story so far. So far, I've learned that, uh, that there's space Jews, there's Martians, <laughs> and 
and the earth can rotate like a wheel of fortune board. <coughs> yeah, I'm ironically using Nostradamus as a good source. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. The, the best interpretation of Nostradamus is the Judas Priest album. But other than that, um, yeah, uh, amazing. Amazing. Let's keep it going. Polar shifts are directly related to the magnetics of the planet as well. Planetary magnetics are supposed to look like this, but the reality is much different. Our magnetics have been weakening over the last 500 years or so, and today they look a little more like this. It was the magnetics because- That is two different graphs! <laughs> that is two- Of course they look different if you shot one in a three-dimensional and one in a 2D. They, um, they could be completely different but be exactly the fucking same. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I, sorry, I just love the- it's meant to look like this, but it really looks like this. So I've just contradicted myself. Yeah. I don't even know. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it power. Becoming more and more warped that's causing many of the problems we've seen in the last 20 years. Birds follow the magnetics of the planet to migrate, and they'd be ending up in places they shouldn't be. Whales were continually beaching themselves in the 90s because they followed these magnetics, which led them to land where there should have been water. As for humans, you know how on the night of the full moon there are more rapes, murders, and violent crimes than any other night of the lunar cycle? Well, well the moon affects the magnetics of the Earth. Oh, there it is. Okay. okay. Um, I used to work for an organization that oh. meticulously re um, reported on crime. <laughs> yes. And, and every single person who... Uh, took down those statistics, uh -huh. helped solve those statistics, uh -huh. and then a whole, all the people that used to report on those statistics would uh -huh. say there is no correlation between uh -huh. full moons and crime. And crime, yeah, yeah, it would just be basically Search. the same. But but that's probably not real research. You know, that's that's that hasn't come from ancient books. But you know what, you know what it is more than anything else? I think it's because the poles have shifted down here in Australia and they're not aligned with our yeah. uh, snake backs. Did, did that research take into account the magnetic shift, though? I don't know. I think that's I don't think our Merkabas were in alignment <laughs> with our bodies and our what's that, the snake back things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they weren't aligned. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking very, like, you know, far too. Yeah, I was thinking far too like left left brained or right brain the the male brain. I was thinking too statistical. Yes, Rodongo, magnets turn me into a murderous rapist. Please have mercy, Your Honor. It's probably the best legal defense I've ever heard. To be honest, that would be amazing. Can you imagine? Sorry, full moon, Your Honor. You know how it is. Ah, oh, let him off. Let him off. Oh, let's get going. All right. let's get going. Yeah. But the magnetics are so warped right now, it's affecting how we think and act as a planet. Our collapse of social structure is related to the geomagnetics of the Earth. Or perhaps it's the other way around. <laughs> Redondo was right. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Your Honor. <laughs> the reason why we're having so much upheaval is because of... Actually, sir, you would happen to know that... You being bad is causing the, the Earth's magnets to change. It's that's how it is. That's the real truth, right? There. Does A cause B or does B cause A? The, uh, a and B are 
14 different uh, numbers different. <laughs> Correlation does not mean mean causation. I I want to know, how does this relate to the tree of life and the numbers? I don't know, but we've changed (laughs) polar axis or something. Let's go back. There's one other thing that we need to discuss about polar shifts. They always line up with a consciousness shift. They are interrelated. Filth lived on Atlantis for a very long time, and he told us that he saw the Earth shift five times, watching the sun rise in the east and then the west, then the east and the west. This is how to explain why during a consciousness shift at- Wait a sec. If the, the Earth is going to rotate and then go sideways for a uh-huh. con- like, you know, with the polar thing, then yeah. it would go east to north west, south? and then it would go- Yeah, north to south? Yeah. Not west to east, or whatever he just said. Yeah, okay, let's keep going the end of Lemuria, it sank beneath the oceans and Atlantis rose. If the crust was spinning randomly around the planet, many geological events such as continents rising and falling would take place. Now that we have an understanding of polar shifts, we can continue with this drama on Atlantis. Perfect. 26,000 years ago, we were exactly where we were today on the procession of the equinox. We had gone through our falling asleep phase and we were about to begin waking up. It was at this point that there was a small consciousness shift. We actually went down in consciousness, not up. A piece of Atlantis about the size of Rhode Island sank into the ocean. This caused a tremendous amount of fear within the Atlanteans, because they thought they were going to lose the whole continent, like what happened with Lemuria. Because of the consciousness shift, one of the bigger things they lost was their connection to the future. They couldn't foresee big events such as the potential sinking of their home. After about 200 years, this fear began to subside. Okay. It's a long time for a fear, 200 years. (laughs) Long time. What uh, so, now? Where are no, Martians? No, no. Space I, no, no, no. No, I, Something just hit me. That's why I needed yeah. to stop it. He said we're going through a certain phase of our pro- mm-hmm. procession mm-hmm. of the equinoxes and that, and that we were asleep. Yeah. But we're now waking up. That's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. But that. But then we went. We woke up. <laughs> And went down in consciousness, so we couldn't predict the future anymore. So during our so they were asleep. So the sleeping <laughs> phase of the consciousness thing, we were smarter than our awake phase. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this is like a day in the life of, and they like you know you you're dreaming or whatever it is, and then you wake up and you really need a coffee, and this is that we need to get a coffee phase and take a shit phase before we fully. <laughs> Fully wake up during the day. Get rid of the bad energy. Pull it out. Flush it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in both the Bible and the Sumerian records, the accounts of Adam, Eve, and all of their children were recorded to have exceptionally long lifespans, like 900 years or so. So, 200 years for us back then is like 20 years for us today. We'll explain how we got there soon. Things kind of settled for a while, and then between 13,000 and 16,000 years ago, a comet approached the Earth. Because we were living at a high consciousness across all dimensions, the Atlanteans became aware of it before it hit. A great... They're not very good at record keeping, are they? They're not no, very good. No, for very smart it... people, they didn't write anything. 13,000 to 6,000 years is a long fucking time. But, but they just said, like, we were in our sleeping phase and we couldn't predict the future, but now we can see a comet coming. Yeah, and it happened. It happened uh, with about, uh, what's that? Uh, seven, eight thousand years margin of error. Yeah. Margin of error, dude. <laughs> even your margins of error are smaller than these fuckers. Conflict occurred in Atlantis. 
The Martians, who were in the minority, even though they were in control, wanted to blow it out of the sky with their laser technology. However, the Nicals had learned of the comet's true Stop. nature, and the Atlantis. So Atlantis. <laughs> if they had lasers, why don't they just take them over? Yeah, they, well, they said they were in control. Oh, I don't okay. know. Atlanteans protested. They said that the comet was in divine order. They had to allow it to take place naturally. Let it hit the Earth. That's what's supposed to happen. The Martians fought the Atlanteans, but in the end, they gave in. The Martians agreed to let it hit the Earth. When the time arrived, it came screaming into the atmosphere, plunging into the Atlantic Ocean, just off to the western shores of Atlantis, near where Charleston, South Carolina is now. Only <laughs> Speak, my <laughs> child. Speak. <laughs> There'd be like all this ancient stuff so that, ah, near South Carolina, Charleston. <laughs> like, Speak consistent, like off the shore of what we, you know, Anyway. Only that was at the bottom of the ocean at the time. The remnants of the comet are now scattered Not across four states. And science side. has definitely determined that it hit at least 12,000 years ago, <laughs> more. They're still finding it simply is not. This has got to be the biggest. Oh, yeah, the field sorry. Of our I just, I just, um. If you're listening to the uh, audio version of this, <laughs> they just showed a picture of a, of a crash site. <laughs> With <laughs> not the actual crash site. No, oh. And science has definitely determined that it hit at least 12,000 years ago, if not more. They're still finding pieces today. Although the main portion struck near Charleston, a few fragments actually hit the main body of Atlantis. So, Atlantis was pretty big in comparison to America. That's what that map yeah, sort of showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm getting a scale and a timeline now. Crashing into an area right where the Martians were living, killing a huge portion of their population. They were pissed. They said, it's all over. We're divorcing you, and we're going to do whatever we want. You can do what you want, but we will never listen to you again. We know this whole bit. We've seen it in divorced families throughout the world. And the children? Oh, I divorce court. Well, look at our modern world today. We are the children. You can guess what the Martians did next. Their primary interface with the reality was control. And when their anger rose to meet their desire for control, they decided to take over the Earth. They began to... Once again, create a complex like the one they built on Mars long ago to try and create another synthetic Merkaba. If they had succeeded, they would have gained control over everything on the planet. The only thing was, around 50,000 Earth years had passed since they had built a Merkaba, and they didn't quite remember how to do it. But they thought they did. The Martians built the buildings in Atlantis. They set up the whole experiment, threw the switch, and lost control. The destruction was immense. In this reality, you can hardly make a greater error than to create an out-of-control Merkaba. The experiment- oh. Church, um, can we make our own Merkabas? I... <laughs> <laughs> um, if it goes out of control, then that could leave the- Leave the, um... Out of, uh, I don't even know, it could destroy the world. We could destroy the world here. Oh, right. Our synthetic Merkabas. It began to rip open the dimensional levels. Not the higher ones, but the lower ones. To give an analogy, if you took a knife and slid open your stomach, the stomach acids would seep into other parts of the body that it's not supposed to be in. That's like ripping open the dimensions. The Martians all- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good analogies. It leaked into the other dimensions, just like if you stabbed the bloke. And he's... <laughs> and he's... And he's... 
<laughs> his bile went into his other organs. That's what we're talking oh. about here. What? <laughs> oh. Almost destroyed the earth. The environmental disaster we are experiencing today is nothing in comparison. Though today's disasters are a direct result of these events. Because of this tear in the dimensional levels, a huge number of lower dimensional spirits and beings were thrown out of their comfort zone and into these higher levels. They were forced into a world that they did not know. So he obviously designed these to look like something, and he designed them to look like semen, like sperm. Church, I have, to, to, go, I have, to, I have to do it. I think what in the law profession says sidebar at the moment, yeah. which is, is called from, I'm about to go on a tangent. Yeah. I saw... The best birthday card today. Yeah. And it said, are you still a child? And it had on the front of it. And then it had a tick box for yes and a tick box for no. And on the no, then it was an over the no tick box was drawn a penis with sperm ejaculating out of it. <laughs> it was just which, from our old high school. <laughs> which, sorry, these, these sperms just reminded me of that. Dan, you destroy good comedy. I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I'm sorry. This is, this is a documentary that we're watching here. <laughs> or understand. To survive, they needed bodies and began automatically entering into the bodies of people. For every human body, there were hundreds of lower dimensional spirits inhabiting them. These beings were earthlings like us, but very different, not coming from this dimension. It was a catastrophe. Probably the biggest the Earth has ever seen. Uh -oh. The reason the Nikals were special wasn't just because of their incredibly high consciousness, making them like the guides of Atlantis. They also had achieved what today we call immortality. Let's just say they figured out a way to keep their body healthy and young for as long as they chose, and could choose to pass on whenever they desired. Yeah, this is exactly, a lot of this is Scientology, very Scientology-esque sort of thing. Thetan's confirmed, I agree. The, uh, the Nikals were the guys that, uh, that made the island circles of vortex things for the martians to come down okay. come on kieran keep up with this this document oh, this is this is very hard for my brain when reincarnating they do not suffer the great memory loss that we do when we incarnate they did it through their expanded consciousness and tantric interdimensional sex meditations this is how Thoth was a priest king of Atlantis for thousands of years and stayed on Earth until 50 Dude, years ago about when he porn. gave all of his memories and understanding about sacred geometry to a man named Drunvalo Melchizedek. See? Drunvalo is telling you, like, uh, this Thoth thing is channeled. It's this Drunvalo Melchizedek guy that, like, channeled Thoth. Okay. The Merkaba is formed out of three star tetrahedrons overlaid on top of each other. Two of them are counter-rotating and the third is stationary. When the Merkaba is formed with the unity consciousness, it is formed internally with love. When it is formed externally through the Lucifer experiment, it does not have that love and can become unstable very quickly. The Martians attack- Remember when we had that conspiracy theory guy on our show and he <laughs> yes. would just go and he would just say things and you go, what the fuck? Let's go back because you said 10 things and we need to like understand- and unpack part one before we even go to part two. <laughs> yeah. To, to actually understand what point you were trying to make. Uh-huh. This is what this is. This is like, oh yeah, Merkabas are just this, some rotating, and that's how it yeah, relates but, but, to this. But this, well, this, is for, this is for the people that know this stuff. I Not feel us. Like, I Not feel us like news. Well, this is like episode 10 of this series. 
Yeah. So maybe we should eventually go back. I think we should watch all this. Maybe we can do more spirit science in the future. But this is great. Let's keep going. Attempt at controlling the world took place on one of the small islands in the west of Atlantis. This place today is known as the Bermuda Triangle. It's a triangle because the top of the stationary tetrahedron of the Merkaba is actually sticking out of the water there, which causes a huge electromagnetic imbalance in that area. Many planes and boats have reported to have gone missing there, they just vanish without a trace. The imbalance is multidimensional, and in many cases these ships and planes have been sucked into different dimensions, never to be seen again. That Merkaba is still there on the sea floor today, but from what I know, it's going to be corrected soon. The Nicals did their best to save Atlantis. They sent I'm so glad. From his knowledge, <laughs> some guy told him, don't worry, don't worry, bad boy. We're going to correct so. that Merkava. We're going to fix it. We're going to send two blokes down there. There's uh, a company that does it now. Um, and then uh, once they've finished that, that they'll, um, they'll go get that giant ship out of the uh, canal. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Look, yeah. you know, it's not just because it probably just crashed and sunk into the ocean and it's really deep there. Uh yeah, it's exactly uh, right. Not a proper conspiracy of Bermuda Triangle didn't make an appearance. And most of the uh, lower dimensional beings back, at least as many as they could, and sealed up the dimensional tear. Despite this, the situation got really bad, really fast. All of the economic systems collapsed. Financial, social, and all concepts of how life ought to be completely broke down. Everyone on Atlantis began getting sick with weird diseases, and the entire continent went into a state of survival. Life was no longer about living. It became about surviving until tomorrow. It was a literal hell on earth. The Nikals had no idea what to do. They were children compared to the events that had been thrust upon them. So they prayed. They prayed to the highest levels of conscious life in the universe, asking for help from anyone who could hear them. The problem was reviewed on many high levels of life, who I am drawing as the Justice League because the 11th and 12th dimensions are completely incomprehensible to us in our current state. I'm very glad he cleared it up that it wasn't really the Justice League that helped us out. Save us, Batman! <laughs> uh, uh, okay. What they told us was this, we were going to fall. We were going to hit rock bottom, level one, the lowest place we possibly could be in the universe and still survive. Also, we were changing polarity. We were no longer a female species, so we were starting from square one as a male species. And finally, and this was the shocker, we would only have 13,000 years to return to Christ consciousness. Yeah. I understand it. It's like points, but levels. Yeah, it, it's levels. Yeah, levels. and you yeah. work your way into this. So, okay, so we've got thirteen so like thousand years. Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Pokemon, yeah. you're gonna level Pokemon. up. Levels, level up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. So usually it takes a hundred thousand plus years from level one to reach Christ consciousness, which is, I guess, the, the top. I'm not uh -huh. quite sure. But we've only got 13,000 years to do it. Okay. It takes hundreds of thousands of years for a species to get to Christ consciousness. We had to do it in a fraction of the time. If we didn't, we would not survive. This has never happened before in the universe, ever. Thoth, who was the priest king of Atlantis at the time, learned that they would have to perform this experiment on themselves. They received instructions from the highest levels of life and they went on their way. Thoth proceeded with a being named Ra and Aragat, who were previous kings of Atlantis, and began the experiment. To understand what they did, we have to talk about consciousness grids. A plan okay. <laughs> Why do we have to know so much for a story about how we went from <laughs> A to B? 
Like, how far into this are we? This is like an hour long. Uh, we are 24 minutes in. All right, can we get through another six minutes of this? All right. I'm going to halfway that we can finish off the next, on next week. Let's get on. Planetary grid is an etheric crystalline structure that envelops the planet and holds the consciousness of any okay. one species of life. Sorry, crystalline. Crystalline <laughs> is... <laughs> crystalline. What... I'm pretty sure that's just like a crystal, crystal line. Let's have a look here. I need to. Is He's doing a Google. Having a He's... structure and form of crystal composed of crystal. So right. this, this grid is made of crystal. Now, remember, uh-huh. crystals aren't alive. They yeah. don't retain energy, give out energy. They, they're just, they're rocks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, in, in, in a basic sort of thing. This grid does have an electromagnetic component associated with the oh! third dimension. But it also has a component for every dimension as well. These grids are geometric, of course, and science- They don't have... Crystals okay, don't so... have electromagnetic... No! They they're, can't they're retain the electricity. They're not batteries. <laughs> why, why are there different crystals for different things? Like a healing crystal and a... a... A happiness crystal. It's just the properties of what <laughs> what other elements are in there that give them the different colors. That's about it. I I Turch, I have like been water. to markets. Turch, I have been to markets and I've seen the crystal people and they've told me about the crystals and their their healing powers and they're Don't all different. Get me fucking started because for your birthday I'm buying you fucking crystals. Keep <laughs> them in your thing. Yeah, this one's for impotent. Have it, buddy. <laughs> And this one's for turning up on time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll eventually discover that there is a grid for every species in the world. Each of these grids have their own geometry and are unique. There's not another one like it, just as the species itself are unique. These grids give off light as well, and from space they can be seen as the source of the bluish glow what? around the Earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> the bluish... <laughs> Please. <laughs> what Thoth and friends had to do was create a synthetic Christ consciousness grid, allowing humans to ascend to the Christ consciousness in a very short time. But first, let's talk about the science behind the grid. Perhaps you've heard of the 100th monkey experiment. Over a span of 30 years, scientists were researching a species of monkey called Makaka Fuscata on an island in Japan. They were providing the monkeys with sweet potatoes by dropping them in the sand. The monkeys liked sweet potatoes, but they didn't like the sand and dirt so much. A few monkey children figured out that they could wash their sweet potatoes, and some of them taught the technique to their parents. Only a few of the adult monkeys did this, though. This went on for some time, until one day, the monkeys who actually knew the technique hit critical mass. And bingo! The technique started spreading faster than it did before. Monkeys started learning it really easily, across all of the Japanese islands nearby, as well- Whoa, okay. <laughs> this, this actually makes total sense. What did I miss? Why are they washing sweet potatoes? Okay, so they, the sweet potatoes were in the sand. Yeah. And so instead of eating them and getting sand in their mouth, the older monkeys didn't wash them, but the young ones found out, hey, if you wash them, you don't have to eat the sand. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And then he's saying, yeah. over time, more and more monkeys would put the things, the sweet potatoes in the water and wash them before they ate them. You know, but it happened over time. I was like, of course they did, because the younger monkeys said, hey, to their children, <laughs> you get a <laughs> sweet potato, you wash it, 
<laughs> and as they breed and keep going, yeah, of course it makes sense. You know, that's that's was, select. Oh, but they're making their way to a high consciousness. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah next level. Let's go into Christ consciousness. There. All right. So the ozone is an energy uh, shield. Is this why so many early space race shuttles blew up before leaving the? Maybe, yeah, maybe the the crystalline electromagnetic zapped them and burnt them up. That's how, uh, what's, what's the dog called that went into space? I can't remember now, but that's how it died. Mm. All, the, all the monkeys that NASA sent up, that's how they died. You know, there was once a monkey that was meant to go into space for NASA and they went all the way up and mm. he, they trained him to pull levers when they said yeah. certain words. And he pulled the, like, he's went to press like the right one first, then the middle one, then the, the left one or whatever it was, right? And they did that and the ship blew up on the way there and they found out that the humans wired it wrong, but he pulled the right lever. Oh. <laughs> oh. Amazing. Oh. All right. Well, I was on the mainland. They knew that there had to be something that wasn't yet understood about how a species is connected to itself. So what did we do? We tried it on humans. A research team made a picture out of human faces, about a hundred faces hidden within a single picture. But at first glance, you could only see about six or seven. They did several surveys with a few hundred people in Australia and said, all right, find the faces. Most people when? could only pick out six, seven, eight, nine or so. Not many more. After that, the research team went to Britain and aired the picture on a closed cable BBC special that was shown only in England. They showed where all of the faces were, every last one. Half of the research team, which stayed in Australia, did the experiment again with new subjects. And lo and behold, people were just naturally able to see more faces. After this experiment, they knew that something definitely connects us all, and the field of noetics is learning more about it daily. It's mass. So this is happening, like, in other words, right now. Yeah, so it sounds like they they came to us. What, what I understand from that, they came to Australia and showed... Oh, like, sorry, I'm still, I'm still thinking about 13,000 years ago. No, no, this is now. This is now. Yeah, okay, this is now, out. right. No, no, no. So, did you hear that? I don't know. You tell me if this is potentially any. You're the psychology I'll tell you. I'll man. tell you what I think, because okay. I probably got this wrong, and then you can correct me. All right, I'll try. They've got in seven hundred thousand years. They've got thirteen thousand years to do whatever they need to do, and I don't exactly know what they need to do, but they need to get to another level. Level one. They're at level zero. They've got to get to level one. But now there's monkeys. Don't ask me why there's monkeys, but there's monkeys who who are eating sweet potatoes. I don't know why they're eating sweet potatoes, but there's lots of sand. And then they figured out that they could wash the sweet potatoes. And then the monkeys got smarter and smarter, and now they all wash sweet potatoes before they eat it. And then somehow we're in Australia. Okay. So what <laughs> they're trying to show is that this conscious, this grid across the, of the world, you know, the, yeah. the lines and stuff. Yeah. Actually we can use our brains in some sort of consciousness brain mind link thing that uh -huh. we can learn things from places all the way across the world. Right. So the test was that would show these Australians a picture. And then the picture had like a hundred faces, it said, but uh -huh. initially you could like most people could only see like 10. They yeah. flew back to Britain and showed or everyone in Britain, like on a closed cable network. Yeah where each face was. And when they did okay. the test again in Australia, they could see 50 of the faces rather than just the 10 on average last oh, there's time. There's so many problems with that. And then 
And then they started this new research place called the Institute of Noetic Sciences, which I'm reading on Wikipedia now. The Institute of Noetic Sciences is an American non-for-profit parapsychological research institute. It was founded in, uh, co-founded in 1937 by former astronaut Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon, along with Paul N. Temple and others interested in the uh, purported paranormal phenomenon in order to encourage and conduct research on noetic theory and potential and human potentials. The uh, institute researches topics such as spontaneous remission, meditation, consciousness, alternative healing practices, consciousness-based healthcare, spirituality, human potential, psychic abilities, psychonesis, and survival of consciousness after bodily death. The Institute, here we go, Kira, for you, maintains a free database available on the internet with citation more than uh, 6,500 articles, whether about physical or mental health benefits might be connected to meditation and yoga. This sounds like the greatest scam I've ever seen. And then maybe sounds like a profit. A brilliant scam. We're going to get someone involved in, in on that on the show. Shall we continue on? All right. Consciousness. In lesson 11, I showed you the three levels of consciousness. Each of these levels have their own consciousness grids around the planet. And our second level grid is based on squares and triangles. Many governments of the world, especially the Russian and US governments, were studying our grids back in the 60s and probably earlier. When mapping out the grid on the planet, you find little military bases on many of the nodal points of the grid. There are tons of these bases way out in the middle of nowhere, like on little islands like Guam. This couldn't be a coincidence that these government powers place their bases right where the little spirals came out of the grid. I wonder how close <laughs> these little spirals are to, you know, major cities. Yeah, I don't wonder how many they're ignoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's not one in the North Pole. Yeah, well, good, good one. <laughs> uh-huh. If we're all connected, what did you just learn for the giant dump I took? I just know that you guys in Brisbane have got coronavirus, mate, and we don't. Go fuck yourself, man brain. <laughs> they were trying oh. to take control of the grid, because if you control consciousness, you control what we think and feel. Of course, there was another organization that had its hand in both of these governments, and still do, and we will discuss them soon enough. This grid is visible through astral projection as well. Astral projection. 13,000 years ago, it began. Thoth, Ra, and Aragat were to create a global complex that was able to build a synthetic Christ consciousness grid over a 13,000 year time period. The first thing they did was to fly to a place which is now called the Giza Plateau, but back then it was known as the land of Chem. It was also a range- <laughs> Ah, classic Chem. <laughs> Okay, so I think we're going to talk about the pyramids. Forest back then as well, not desert like it is today. First, they created a grid around the planet fourth dimensionally, and then began to construct it in the physical third dimension. They went to the male energetic axis of the Earth and constructed a complex which today is called the Solar Cross. These men but were six-dimensional beings spinning? at that time, and were living... No, no, it stopped now. It only happens with the polar ships. Yeah, but shouldn't there oh, be a polar know. shift about now? It's been thirteen thousand years. No, it, it's during this. They need. They've got thirteen thousand years to get to Christ consciousness. Oh, so before another a, polar shift. Yeah. But what about they the spinal thing? The spinal thing and the core <laughs> in the earth. <laughs> I don't 
at a very high level of consciousness, so whatever they thought happened instantly. It was that simple. According to Thoth, he built the Great Pyramid, not the Egyptian King Cheops. <laughs> no, according to me, I built the pyramids. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like. Oh shit! Uh, so this is uh, someone's wallet's on the floor. Whose wallet's that? Oh, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's, it's my, mine, it's my yeah. money. Ah, uh, I found fifty dollars outside. Who's this? Oh, that's where it went. That's yeah, according went. to me, that's mine. That's mine. Thoth says that it was built two hundred years prior to the pole shift and built very quickly. These pyramids were aligned precisely with. No, both. they just said it was built instantly. If they wanted something, they thought it, and it came true. How can it take time to build? <laughs> I don't know, but here comes the Fibonacci. Yeah, Fibonacci. Fibonacci was. and golden mean spirals emanating from out of the solar cross. Interestingly <laughs> enough, Edgar Cayce pause it, also pause it, go that back. the pyramids go, were constructed pause it, go in back. Just go back to that Fibonacci. Uh, yeah. You see how you see how it's just it's perfectly so aligned that like I'm going to put. I'm going to put this. I'm going to put them anywhere. You can put them anywhere in the chart. Anywhere, anywhere on the chart. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they've got the uh, astrology signs as well. Uh, do, what the fuck does it? Uh, Let's keep it going. Here. Does... We're almost. All right. We're almost half an hour in. Fibonacci and golden mean spirals emanating from out of the solar cross. Interestingly enough. Edgar Casey also channeled that the pyramids were constructed in this time. The pyramids were also. Yeah, of course he did because he channeled both. He was he... the one. <laughs> he was the guy, the very trusted channeler who. Hang on, Turch, Turch. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna channel something at the moment. I'm channeling. I'm channeling. <laughs> Turch, I feel like you were born in the 1990s. Oh, baby, how did you do it? <laughs> oh, I'm just. I can just channel. Fucking psychic, man. Fucking psychic. <laughs> Who are you actually talking to? So I usually talk to Jesus and Muhammad. They're actually both people mm -hmm. I channel more than anything else. And what they're saying to me is that women don't deserve rights. But that's mm -hmm. just what those gods are telling me. They also right, said that right. they built that they also said that they built the twin towers. Uh -huh, and that's why uh -huh. they had to destroy them. But that's just what they're telling me. I'm a respected yeah. <laughs> a respected channeler. Channeler, yeah. <laughs> that's right found to be built from the top down. The stones on top were placed first, which is bad. <laughs> Fuck off. No. <laughs> we don't know how they were made. We don't know how they were made. Oh, we're going to tell you how they're made now. Top to bottom. Top to Define bottom. gravity. Baffled <laughs> researchers ever since. Every time more is learned about the pyramids, we move took... further into dark on understanding how they were formed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they had to. They they had to shift the, uh, the. How could they shift the giant blocks there? I don't know. Oh no! But they built it from the top down. <laughs> top down. Two hundred years before our Christ consciousness shift, as part of a synthetic Merkaba. Um, consciousness grid across the earth, but also both said he built it through some channeler. Uh, he <laughs> confirms, the channeler confirms, and both built it. <laughs> oh. If what Thoth says is true, well, that explains everything. 
From there. So <laughs> If it's true, it explains everything. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Both and friends constructed an entire network of temples and structures along this grid fourth dimensionally, placing them on nodes on the new synthetic Christ consciousness grid they were creating. All of them were made with Fibonacci or golden mean spirals, and all of them were mathematically referred back to the solar cross in Egypt through the Great Pyramid. So they, so they built the pyramids, right? Mm -hmm. And then the. It doesn't make sense because that means they would have built it like on not flat earth. They would have built it before I, I, like the whole shifting thing happened, which is these would have been all out of whack and earthquakes and all that sort of stuff. Beside the point, let's go put that to the side. Then the Egyptians came along and found these pyramids mm -hmm. and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to somehow... Uh, the, the the Great Pyramid of Giza is the special, the, the most special one, right? Because yeah. it's the only pyramid out of all the pyramids to have the burial chamber, or to have an actual burial chamber inside the pyramid. I don't know if you knew that or not, right? Right. I thought they Every all had a burial chamber in them. They do, but all the burial chambers are actually like a little hole and they actually dig them underneath. So they build these giant oh. pyramids and then they dig the burial stuff underneath. The, the Pyramid of Giza, that one there, is from what I understand the only one that has the burial spot inside the actual pyramid, which is why it's more difficult for uh, people to explain how they actually built it because they would have mm -hmm. had to build like you know all the safety mechanisms and stuff like that, and it gets a little bit more confusing. There's a, definitely a really cool way that they. But if it's it. not the first one they've built, then they're going to get better and better. Exactly right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So what they're saying is now they both built these. Whatever ago, the Egyptians came and said, "You know what we're going to do? We're going to dig it out and reinforce a shit ton of billion, like millions of tons of rock, and yeah. bury that to put a, a dead guy in there." Even more ridiculous. Oh, all right, here we go. The creation of all of the sacred sites on the planet were no accident. It was a single consciousness that created them all, from Machu Picchu to Stonehenge to Zaghuan. You name it. There are a few. So all these were built at the same time, every single one. Um... By, by Thoth. By Thoth. Uh, we yeah, can prove okay. that they're not through science, yeah. but that's what uh, very, very interesting. Okay. Exceptions, but most were created by a single awareness as part of a unity consciousness grid. Although the Great Pyramid was done all at once, many of these ancient structures of the world were made fourth dimensionally and slowly dropped in frequency until they manifested on the third dimension over a long period of time. Richard Hoagland's research brings this forward, but he wasn't the first either. They showed how one sacred site is extrapolated from another to another to another. A hot topic of discussion right now are ley lines. These are simply geometric relations between sacred sites. Archaeologists are now finding these huge connections between major spiritual sites in the globe, and now we know why they're connected. These sites had to be built physically so that the Christ consciousness grid could manifest. In a way, think of the physical sites as the wiring of a giant wireless electrical system, and then it needs about 13,000... <laughs> think of these as the, <laughs> the wiring of a wireless connection system. <laughs> the wiring 
of wireless connection system. <laughs> I don't. If I, have two, if I have two points, I can draw a straight line between them. <laughs> and if I have some other points of reference, I can draw lines to them too. And then, whoa! Double. <laughs> years of continuous energy flow for it to actually turn on. And just so that you're not left in suspense, yes, the grid was completed. It came to life and is now active, though not really used. Congratulations, oh. Earth. We actually survived. Not only has Thoth told us this in person, but he's also written it down in the Emerald Tablets. These tablets were left in the Great Pyramid thousands of years ago. There are 12 tablets in total, formed from a substance created through alchemical transmutation. They are imperishable, resistant to all elements and corrosion. Their atomic structure is fixed in place, and no change can ever take place. In that <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> can acid destroy them? Oh fuck, acid can destroy them. <laughs> uh, Emerald Tablet. Known as the Samarogene Tablet. Is a compact and cryptic hermetic text, highly regarded in Islamic and European alchemists as the foundation of their art. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tablet yeah. states that Hermes, something or other, an alleged combination of the Greek god Hermes and ancient god Thoth. Um, no, I don't think this is what I don't understand. <laughs> okay, let's just a little bit left. Respect, they violate the material laws of ionization. These tablets share a great wisdom, and you can read them at over a hundred different levels of consciousness, and you will always understand them differently. If you're interested in this stuff, you should definitely consider reading them. As you can probably tell, Every time you read it, you can have a different interpretation. That's okay. Do you know, do you know the um? <laughs> Sounds like interpretation. <laughs> interpreting it's one thing, but like, is it the same text and you interpret it differently, or is interpreting it differently like the Book of Mormon, where the guy read the tablets and the first time it came out one way, and the second time he read it was another way? Like, what's it? Uh, all all of this is too much. We are half an hour into this documentary <laughs> and this is just fantastic Kira I think we're going to wrap it up wrap there. Yep, we've been yep. on for longer than I thought I would thank you everyone for joining us today if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube yet I highly recommend it and make sure you know tell your friends even if they just subscribe to us on YouTube that's all we're really asking for we're trying to build this up as a fun little audience here we have a lot of fun doing these I think next week is Easter so we probably won't do one but we'll definitely be back in two weeks. Um, oh, I'm a, hey, hey, Church. Yeah, I don't know about you. I'm non-religious, so I'm available. Uh, you may be. Maybe we'll do this on Monday night <laughs> instead. We'll do this on the Monday night because I'm actually away doing some family stuff. So maybe we'll do uh, it on Monday night instead. We'll let everyone enjoy their shame, Easter. But, uh, shame, Monday we'll, shame. We'll do this. We'll continue this one on. I'm liking yeah. this a lot. This is a lot more fun than the fall of the Caval. This is oh, a lot this of is fun. So much more fun. Yeah. So um, definitely some more of that. But definitely, please, if you uh, like what we do here at all for all your wanking needs, obviously make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And obviously subscribe to us on YouTube. We do love it. 
Give us a like. Give us a share. This and that. Kieran Potato Facts Special. You know what? You should do it. You come on here and do a live reading of some potato <laughs> facts and haze. Uh, you should definitely do that. We do have we have an April Fool special episode coming out for us. We're yes. recording it on on Tuesday, so we're very excited to get that one out there. We've got, we, we've got and, and we've got another. We've got a special a special coming up. Yeah. A special, a special April Fool's episode. It's coming yeah. out. We've yeah. we've been working on this in the background. That's why we didn't do an episode last week. So definitely check that one out. Make sure you check me out, Turch here, on a shitty song of the week pod where I brought in some of the worst Australian music you could ever ever hear, which is the Shannon Ol version of "Angels Brought Me Here." Uh, far worse, far worse than J Lo. Sorry, Brandon oh. and uh, Kieran. Where can they send some hate mail, death threats, or a rant? Uh, it's uh, Anthony Turch at no. <laughs> we only do <laughs> we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. and we will see you uh, next soon Thursday very soon. Yeah, lots of stuff coming up. <laughs> see you guys soon. <laughs>